You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. Idaho. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me today. Oh, Dubai. Wow. So today, um, doing another walk talk. If you're new to my ministry, my name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. Um, I've written seven books. All of my books are available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Check them out if you get some time. So I've written uh, seven books over the past five years, and I'm currently taking a break from officially writing a book. I'm piddling with it a little, but ultimately I'm taking a break and um, it feels good just to take a break because when, when I have a goal of something, I'm set on it. So if I say I'm going to write a book and I'm determined to do that, my type A personality, I'll figure out a way to get it done. Um, of course, that is God working in me and through me to act and to will according to his good purpose. It's a relationship. It's not just me. So when you're a Christian, when you do something, you're always doing it with the Lord because you're always one with the Lord. So when I say I, I'm actually saying we, same with you, whatever your gift may be. Um, anytime you do something, you are sanctifying it. So sanctified simply means to be made holy. So whatever you do, sanctify it. This doesn't mean that um, you are being repeatedly sanctified. You're sanctified once, once and for all time. Hebrews chapter 10 tells us that. First Corinthians 6, you have been sanctified. You have been made holy. Past tense. So what did that? The cross. The cross has caused you to become perfect in your identity. Hebrews 10, 14, you have been made perfect. So, um, my name is Matt McMillan, Christian author, new to my ministry. I'm a regular guy just like you. I like to always point that out. I'm not a pastor. I have a social media ministry. I've got about, I don't know, 500,000 followers on Facebook, 100,000 on Instagram, and the TikTok account that I created seems to be picking up speed as well. Um, and I really enjoy the format of TikTok. I'm not a big I'm not a big Twitter guy. I tried Twitter for a while. It's just not for me. I don't know. I don't know why, but I kept. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this Twitter thing. It's just not for me. So if you see anything of mine on Twitter, it's because it's linked to one of my other accounts, and when I post, it goes to Twitter. So that's a little background on me. A um, couple other things. Um, I'm a married man. Of see, I was married in 2000. Uh, three and uh, my wife's name is Jennifer we live in a nice little country town about an hour south of st. Louis Missouri and just a regular person I'm a business owner I don't get on social media to try to change anybody's beliefs to prove anybody wrong I just want to share what I have learned that's how I really believe the gospel was meant to be shared no disrespect to pastors but that's one person up on stage giving their opinion they may be in error they may be telling the truth but the gospel is a conglomerate 
It's all of us. It's me. It's you. It's all you people on here. We're all equal. We all are learning and growing and we're learning and growing in Christ. Now, as we learn and grow, we will see things that um, we have uh, come out of error-wise. And one of the things that I want to touch base on today is uh, delighting in the law. You know, uh, before the cross, we had the law, the law of Moses. The law of Moses was 613 commandments, not just 10. Our modern church has watered it down to just 10. There were 613 and you had to follow them perfectly and you can't modify them. Deuteronomy chapter four says, do not add to the law. Do not take away from the law. So we have taken away from the law. Not only have we taken away from the law, therefore not holding it to its highest esteem, we've also tried to modify it. And one of those modifications are delighting in parts of the law that we think we're doing a great job at delighting in. So before the law, before the cross, the law was still in effect. It's the old covenant between God and Israel. When you read the Old Testament, everything about it is right, true, perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. But you must read everything in the Old Testament from the cross backwards. We have to read all of that based on what Jesus has done. If we don't, we will apply the covenant between God and Israel and the law to ourselves. We will read scriptures such as um, in the book of Psalms. It says, um, I delight myself in the law. I meditate on it day and night. Why? Because they were still under that agreement. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the law, the people group of Israel said, we will do everything written in the book of the law. Okay. They, but they never did that. They never did that. They broke the first commandment before the ink had even dried. They made a golden idol. So when you see um, the encouragement to follow the law in the old covenant, you don't have to apply that to yourself because of the cross. They longed for this new agreement. The new agreement came through Jesus. Jesus talked about this at the Last Supper. This is the blood of the covenant in my name. Okay, and then Paul talked about it to the Corinthians. A new covenant happened. So we can't look back at Psalms chapter 1 and say, I delight in the law. It'll make me big and strong and I'll be fruitful and I'll meditate on it. That was for Israel. And why were they doing that? Because God said, if you do that, I will bless you. Do you see it? God does not bless us according to the law of Moses on this side of the cross. He blesses us according to our one-time faith in his son for salvation. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, he said the law is not of faith. The law. He's a Pharisee. He was a Jew. He was part of that old agreement. 
he said the law is not of faith. He also said sin will no longer be your master because you're not under the law, but under grace. Because. So the law is perfect. It's right. It's true. There's nothing wrong with the law. We are not saying that the law is bad. We are saying it's impossible. It's perfectly impossible. It is a huge mountain nobody could ever climb, especially those who were part of the covenant. So rather than apply Old Testament scripture to yourself in regard to the law, view it in light of the cross. You are free from the law so that you can live through Christ. You don't need the law, even for morality. The Jews were still living immoral lives, even with the law. And they were the most well-behaved people on planet Earth. But they had gotten to the point where they were finding their righteousness in delighting in the law. They were finding their uh, identity in how well they performed. That's why Jesus came for the lost sheep of Israel. He taught the law before the cross. The new covenant had not come into play until Christ went to the cross. So he came and he taught the true standards of the law and then up the ante, up the ante even more. And they wanted to kill him for it. And they did kill him for it. That's why he said, you have heard. And then he lists a law commandment. And then he says, but I say, and makes it even more difficult. And then there's a couple different areas where people think that Jesus is teaching a Christian how to pray. It's not the case. So one time the disciples said, uh, teach us how to pray like John the Baptist. How did John the Baptist pray? According to the law. John taught the law. John wanted everybody to repent back toward the law and do a better job at obeying it. Do you see it? That's why he said, I must decrease and he must increase. The law must decrease in our minds, Jews, so that Christ and the grace of God can increase in our minds, Jews, Jews, Jews. The Jews had the law. If you're not Jewish, you don't get to delight in the law. You're a Gentile. But even if you were Jewish, even if you are Jewish, the book of Hebrews, that's all it talks about. It's directed at Hebrews, the Jews, telling them the supremacy of Christ over Moses, over the law, over the angels, over uh, the Levites. So we don't delight in the law, friends. We delight in Jesus. They, the, the old covenant Jews would have loved to have this new covenant and you have it. Don't delight in the law. It, it's, this is going to be very difficult to understand at first because it almost seems like you're ignoring parts of the Bible, but you're not. You're reading them in context. I remember when I first heard this, I was like, no way. If I love Jesus, I got to keep his commandments. Yes, Jesus is, but not Moses is. Jesus has two commandments, believe and love. The book of first John tells us this. Moses had 613. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. 
And that's a descriptive passage. It's not a prescriptive passage. So we aren't waking up every day and working hard to believe in love. That is a natural, organic thing for us as saints. It's just something we do. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul tells us, you have an incorruptible love in you. It's built in. It's been poured out. It is the love of God in you. So you don't keep the law. You don't follow the commandments of Moses. You have died to the law. If you want to see what life looks like under the law, read Romans chapter 7. Sin, 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 sin. Sin everywhere. Why? Because the law increases sin. Sin was stirred up by the commandments. The law is perfect. But we have to take the law for its true usage. Uncle, I repent. I can't do this. We have to look at the law like a a huge mountain that we cannot climb. And then we have to repent toward grace, a narrow, a a narrow uh, path of grace, which is Jesus, a lush green field that we will enter into after we accept Christ. We're not climbing up. This is why Christians can't backslide. Do you understand? We're not climbing. We can't slide back. We're not climbing. We're resting in Christ, in Christ. If you want to climb, attempt to delight in the law. Attempt to meditate on it. Good luck. James chapter two says, if you stumble at one commandment, you stumble at all of them and blood must be shed. Not sorrow, not repentance of actions and attitudes, but blood has to be shed again. Paul told the Galatians, Galatians chapter three, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. You got to do it all. You got to do it all. Or you have to repent from the law toward grace. So anytime you read a Bible passage in the four gospels, which is impossible, Jesus is giving law-based standards. He's not speaking in hyperbole. He's preaching to the lost sheep of Israel. I hope this isn't too confusing for you guys, but just remember this. You don't need the law. You don't need it. Not not a single commandment. How will you not know not to lie, cheat, steal, commit adultery? Because of the spirit. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 3 tells us the, the law is a ministry of death and condemnation. We have the ministry of the spirit. You have the spirit in you to teach you those things. You know You know, you don't need the law to tell you that stuff. You know. So don't delight in the law, friend. Delight in Christ. Enjoy him. Be yourself. When you sin, repent. When you sin, learn, grow. This is a lifelong thing. When you sin, you're already forgiven. Knowing that is not going to cause you to sin more. It's actually going to cause you to sin less. There is nobody I've ever met who finally understood the new covenant and the grace of God who went crazy sinning. I've never seen it. In fact, the opposite. If you want somebody to truly rebel against God, teach the law. Teach the law if you want people to sin more. So I hope this has encouraged you today on this walk talk. Remember to always tell the truth about yourself. What's the truth? 
You don't need the law. You have the spirit. The spirit is enough to guide you. What will the spirit teach you? He will teach you you're holy, you're blameless, you're set apart, you're a new creation. He'll teach you there's nothing wrong with you. He'll teach you morality. He'll never lead you into sin, but he won't leave you when you sin. Trust the spirit. You have the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ in your being. He guides you. You're a branch. He's a vine. The vine lives through the branch and produces his fruit. You bear his fruit. If you want to follow the law, the Bible says you will produce fruit unto death. So context, read context. Okay. Just keep everything in context. All right, guys. So hope you've enjoyed today's walk talk. Hope it's encouraged you and, uh, have a great day. Have a great weekend. And, uh, We'll see you on the next Walk Talk. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to www.mattmcmillan.com.